listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What's up, everyone? It's your host, Chris Rosvoglu, and welcome to another edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast presented by Boo Crew Media and Level Water. Level Water is a New Orleans-based alkaline water that goes through 11 stages of purification and is infused with bioavailable minerals such as calcium, magnesium, and potassium to deliver superior taste and hydrations. Try Level Water today by visiting levelwatercode.com slash BKM and use our latest code BKM15 for 15% off your first order of Level Water. Now joining me for this edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast is Saints rookie defensive back Deuce Wallace. Before we get started, Deuce, how's everything? How's this whole experience been for you, man? And everything's going well, man. Not going to lie. I'm, I'm living the dream right now. The experience has been fun and it's been honestly everything I've ever, I've ever hoped for. Yeah, absolutely. And I got to ask you, I actually had uh, Dylan Sainer, the, the rookie tight end on last episode, and we we're talking about, you know, what's the experience like when you get that call from the Saints and you start, you know, going through the process. So for you, what was it like getting the call and realizing you're going to become a New Orleans Saint this year? Well, I think initially, and I think I can speak for a lot of guys, you, you kind of don't really believe it. You know, it kind of feels like a dream. But yeah, I got that call on uh, May 5th. And you know, they, they mentioned they wanted to bring me in, sign me, and everything after that, I, I didn't even hear. I don't remember because I was I was just in shock. I was in awe of, of what was going on. But it's uh it's a great feeling because it you know feels like all your all your hard work wasn't in vain. It paid off, and uh, you get yet another opportunity to prove yourself. So it was, it was it was great. Does it make it a little bit more special for you being a guy who played for Louisiana Raging Cajuns, like just to stay in Louisiana and play football? Does that you know, play a factor in it? Is it almost like, Hey man, I worked so hard. Whoever's calling and picking up the phone out. I'm going there. Well, I think it's a little bit of both because I, I definitely had the mindset. I don't care who calls, but it made it even sweeter that it was the saints, you know, which allowed me to stay home. And again, it's a place where my mom's from New Orleans. So it, it just made it even sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. And, and something I wanted to ask, because I know rookie camp was between rookie camp and just OTAs. It's a little bit different for the saints this year. I know that they're kind of focusing on meetings and more like the weightlifting side where they're, you know, other teams right now, I know they're getting into full drills, but John Payton is a player's coach and he does a good job of kind of making sure his guys' bodies are, are ready for what will be a gauntlet of a season. So what's the, the last couple of weeks been like for you, whether it's film study or just getting your body ready, how's that all been? Has it been a tough adjustment or is it something where, Hey, you know, just quickly go into it and you're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's very similar for me personally to what, I was already doing transferring from college. So um, other than the schedule, everything's kind of, I wouldn't say last minute, but everything, you, you just kind of go with the flow because there's no really set schedule because of not only the COVID regulations, but like you said, I mean, they're, they're just different. Everybody, every team's not operating the same way. So, and obviously as rookies, we, we just go with the flow. You tell us the time to show up, we'll be there. But um, we're definitely doing a lot more film study, a lot more meetings, uh, we're definitely meeting oriented to work out. But um, yeah, I mean, we have another camp coming up soon, which is which is fun to always get the helmet back on and do football stuff. But it's also fun for us being new to make sure we get adjusted to the just basically the, the lifestyle of, of camp and whatnot. Yeah. And, and I wanted to ask you, because I don't know if Saints fans are aware of it, but they will be soon enough. Your career is so fascinating because you did start off as a walk on and then. Every year is just a constant progression where you go to now you're playing special teams to now you're you're starting on defense to you're a year long captain and every year you can tell there's the progression on and off the field for you. What is the mind like? What mindset do you need for you personally? Like just kind of take people through it. Like how did you get yourself to constantly just scratch and claw your way to go from hey I'm a walk on to 
I'm one of the most impactful players on this team. How do you do that? And um, I mean, you said it best. It, it was literally a mindset for me. And I think, um, I think because, you know, I started as a walk-on, which in my opinion, in the sports world, that's the most humbling route you can go. Uh, that, that route really calloused my mind to one, not only understand that just because you do things well or you do something well, it doesn't mean you have to be rewarded for it. You know, because as walk-ons, and I can speak for walk-ons across the country, you know, we might have several good days and not get rewarded, but that that doesn't mean you stop having good days. So uh, I think it was important for me to not care if I was getting a pat on the back or not. So my whole goal was just to get better. You know, I do want that. Okay, I accomplished that. Okay, let's let's take the next step. Let's just get better. Let's let's try to maximize our my ability. You know, let's, let's see how far I can I can push the bar. So something that's been, and not even for just sports, but life in general for the last year and a half, I know COVID's been like the talk of everything. And, you know, obviously people will talk about businesses going out and stuff of that sort. For an athlete, especially for your case, I thought it was really fascinating because, and I think you'd agree with this, 2018 and 2019, we saw you just blossom into a star for Louisiana's defense. And then COVID hits and it's almost like, okay, people are not having workouts that they've been able to in person. And it's really hard to just meet face-to-face with NFL coaches, NFL scouts, and it kind of takes just a whole bump in the road. And then for you to be able to overcome that and get your shot now, can you just kind of take people through that journey? And was there ever a time for you where like, man, I I don't know if this is going to work out because COVID obviously threw a wrench into a lot of people's plans. Yeah, I mean, it it was definitely initially discouraging when when obviously the pandemic first started. But uh, I I think one thing that that kept me level-headed and grounded was I had to realize, again, football. It was bigger than football. You know, people people have lost their lives and their loved ones due to the pandemic. You know, I simply lost an opportunity to get a shot at football. So understanding that, I was able to, you know, kind of recollect myself and and basically just get back to the drawing board. And the whole thing was to, okay, if there is a pro day next year, what do I need to do to be ready for it? So, I mean, I, I think it was a, it was a blessing in disguise because I was able to focus on my weaknesses and actually have a full calendar year to make those weaknesses strengths and simply just simply work on myself. So, I mean, I, it was definitely tough. I'd be lying if I say it wasn't uh, discouraging because it, it was, but at the end of the day, I, I've always, I've always betted on myself. You know, I, I figured if, if, if I work as hard as I could, I'd be able to get an opportunity and be ready for that opportunity. Yeah. And I, I got to ask you, do since you mentioned it, what are those weaknesses you'd say that you kind of turned into strengths about your game? Well, it's, it's little things in terms of like eye discipline. You know, I, I look at my film from my last year and there are, there are a handful of plays that I could have made that I didn't simply off eye discipline and, and, and just footwork, whether it be on snap footwork, post snap footwork, you know, just, being efficient and all around efficient football player, uh, man, to man in the slot, press man, to man, I'm, I'm not used to that. You know, I'm a high safety. So get, getting more reps of that focus on, on the technique of, of press man, because that, that was not a strength of mine in college. So that, that, that's one area that I was focused on. And I was determined to get better at. Yeah. And, and I want to ask you something that you did in addition to playing defense. And I think it's something that a lot of players, if they did and, and were more willing to like yourself, they would be able to see the field faster. It was your willingness to play special teams and then kind of work your way up from there. Do you feel like you almost have to almost reset the clock in a sense that, okay, as an undrafted guy, you know, maybe in some capacity, I'll just act against you. However, 
you might have that chip on your shoulder where you're willing to go play special teams. You're willing to give 110%, not for every other down, for every single down. So like, are you ready to get back to that mentality where, hey, if they need me on special teams, I'll do that. And like, what's your mentality going into training camp for this year with the Saints? Well, yeah, it's, it, it's not getting back to that mentality. It's I'm still in that mentality. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm more than willing to play special teams. And I understand, I was, me and my dad were talking about it. Some guys come in and they understand that they're going to play defense or they're going to play offense, but that's, that's not, that may not be my case. And I, I'm okay with it. I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, if, if, if coach Payton uh, wants me to fill up the, the ice jug every day, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure it's filled up every day. If, if that's my role, that's my role and I'll embrace it. Um, but I, I definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm beyond excited for the opportunity to play special teams. And, and that just sets me a goal. I'll start special teams because my goal, yeah, I want to play on defense, but at the end of the day, I want to play football. You know, football is football, no matter what aspect of the game you're playing on. And that's what I'm excited to get back to. Yeah. And you mentioned talking about Sean Payton. Have you had your first moment yet where it hit you? Like, man, Sean Payton's my head coach. Like, that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, I, I know, obviously, players do such a great job of not getting starstruck and just just so in the moment. But have you had that realization where it's like, man, Sean Payton, who and I know you had you said in a prior interview, you remember seeing the Saints win the Super Bowl in 09. Is it kind of been like, okay, man, this guy is my head coach now. Is it kind of like a pretty cool move, uh, moment for you? Uh, it, I don't think it, it has quite hit me yet. You know, I, I'm, I mean, I'm so – there's so many things that I have to kind of focus on right now in terms of, you know, the playbook and everything, just getting adjusted to the routine. But it, it hasn't hit me yet. But I, I've definitely taken a day or two to understand that, man, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly where I want it to be, honestly. This, this is the opportunity I asked for and I prepared for, and, I, and I'm here. I want to ask you to, uh, and I do this for every player just to kind of see like who their, who their favorite guys are to watch, but do you have certain defensive backs you like to whether either study on tape or maybe just look at some tendencies or maybe you're just, just a student of the game and you just appreciate how they play football? Like who are those guys for you where if you're going to just plug in the tape and say, Hey, I want to get better. Let me go in the lab and see what these guys are doing. Who are those guys for you that you'll immediately start to watch? Yeah, for sure. I, I have, I have three guys and I'm, I'm more of a, of a, of a time period kind of film study, or I guess you can call it. But my, so I, I refer to as old school, which he's probably not really old school, but Bob Sanders was definitely uh, a guy I like to put the tape on in terms of just his, his tenaciousness on the field, man, just the way he tracked the ball, hawked the ball and hit the ball. Um, and again, him being, us being similar size, that's definitely somebody I try to emulate. And then I think more of recent, um, it would have to be Earl Thomas. That's, that's, that's a guy I definitely enjoy watching, and I definitely try to mold my game and emulate myself after him because I feel like he's just a, a well-rounded player in terms of awareness, IQ, physicality, and just, just pa- passion for the game. I think that's the best thing. So, I've, you know, we talked about your, your great career with Louisiana. Is there something you're going to miss the most about it? I know I ask a lot of guys, and, and they're, they're key – response I've always noticed and I'm sure you probably feel the same way so maybe I'll tell you what is your secondary um, thing you'll miss the most but a lot of people talk about the camaraderie in college football like the, the like brotherhood in college football is a legitimate thing like you guys go into yeah, that for sure Saturday and and you guys just have such a great bond outside of let's say the camaraderie and the brotherhood you develop what's one thing you miss a lot about playing for the Raging Cajuns um I mean that's that's tough that's a tough question because you know usually an answer like what I miss, it, it, the answer would be the food, but the, the food doesn't change for me. So um, other than that, 
man, I, I think it, it would just be that, that Cajun community, you know, cause it, it, it's a little different from New Orleans. Um, we definitely take pride in Cajun nation because there's only one raging Cajun in the whole country. So I definitely think that that tight knit fan base and that tight knit community is definitely something I miss. But again, I'm only two hours away, so I can drive back whenever I need. So hey, that, that's good. I'm telling you, Saints fans will appreciate the comment about food. I mean, you get to just stay in the same spot where you're comfortable. <laughs> like, you know, it's one less thing to adjust to. So that obviously works. Yeah, for sure. So you talked about in an interview, just how important your parents have been to you, you know, on and off the field. What about it has it been for both sides? I'm sure your father, obviously, in terms of on the field, plays a huge factor in everything you've done. So how important has their, I, I guess we'll say not even just their leadership, but just their their support for you throughout this whole process? Man, their, their support has been been amazing. I mean, I, I always say I, I feel like I'm forever in debt to my parents in terms of just the support they've given me. Um from, from every aspect. And I always talk about it. it there were times where I'm, you can go all the way back to high school times in high school, man. I just, I was going through this self doubt because I, I just, I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, couldn't, couldn't really see it. And man, they were, they were the first ones there to just reassure me and encourage me and just basically just let me know that, I mean, I, I can do whatever I want to do. And even in college, you're going as a walk-on and things are getting tough. You know, you, you feel like you're a walk-on forever. And, uh, and there'll be times I, I felt like I was just being a burden, man, being a walk-on, you know, not really, not, not playing quite yet. And they would always tell me, man, just, just keep going. Like, you, you work for this daily. Just trust the process. Keep going. And honestly, if it wasn't for them, I, I can't tell you if I would still be with ball, honestly. They they played a very huge role in keeping me committed to the game. Yeah, and and, and obviously that's that's great to hear. And that was something that stood out when I was reading all your interviews. And and for me, when the Saints and I can't say this for every team, but the Saints specifically, their hit rate with undrafted guys has been phenomenal. And and especially at your position too, we've seen guys like Justin Hardy and guys like JT Gray kind of come up from that special teams role to just one becomes an all-pro and the other Justin Hardy just signed a really big deal with the Jets. So they obviously have done a good job at developing that position. Does that play a factor for when you sign with the saints too? Does it matter? Like, do you ever think to yourself, well, Hey, look, they've done a really good job developing DBs. It's just a spot where I can go. Like, does, how much does that play a factor? Like when you break it down and obviously one opportunity for you, and you talked about it before is the main thing you're looking at, but when you make a decision of that sort, what are the factors for you outside of the fact that, Hey, you know, obviously you want to play football. Uh, I mean, I think definitely for this team, like you said, that was, that was a huge factor in terms of just just the mental part of it. So me seeing that guys like Justin Hardy, JT, seeing that opportunity. So one that mentally for me, it, it shows that okay, it it can be done, and then that's simply all I need. Like once you once you see somebody do something, you have confidence in in, in taking on that task as well. Because again, at, at, that was at the at one point in time in their career, it was just an opportunity, and they took full advantage of it. Because and I mean this is. I believe this is the same situation. Opportunity presents itself. It, it, it's up to me to make it happen. You know, it doesn't happen. I, I can't blame anybody else and I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. And that, that's certainly what Saints fans are going to want to hear. And I asked Dylan Sainer about this last episode and I told him and he agreed. And, and I think NFL fans are going to slowly learn this, but you, you players are not 
you don't have as much free time as people think. I mean, it is, it's meeting after meeting and workout after workout. And it's almost like, all right, there's not that much free time, but I got to ask you just like I asked Dylan, when Deuce does have free time and he's just able to just have that, whether it's an hour or two hours to himself, finally in a 24 hour day. I mean, what are some things you like to do, whether it's what's your favorite TV show or what's your favorite movie or what's your favorite off field hobby? What are those things for you? So saints fans can know a little bit more about you. I'm I'm definitely a, a, a movie guy. I, I love to watch movies and critique movies um, from action to thriller to, to mystery crime. I'm, I'm just a, a huge movie fan. And honestly, for me personally, I like finding those low budget films because those are actually really the, the real good ones. But uh, that's it, man. Movies. I'm not really a gamer, um, but I love watching movies, man. That's, that's my thing. I, I try to, I probably watch a movie every day to be honest with you. Uh, now, now I got to put you on the spot because I also love movies here. And I've, I actually was at the theater yesterday. I wanted to see a quiet place part two. So I was like, you know what? Let's go check it out. And yeah, I'm excited ask, to see that. It, it, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Trust me. What would you say are, let's say, let's go three. What are like three of your favorite movies? Not even, let's say your best movies, but what are three you feel like you can just watch whenever? Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. I didn't say my, my three top movies would be uh, Ready Player One. Okay um hateful eight and uh, oh that's tough man um i would have to say oh uh no that's that's easy um the infinity war okay uh, avengers movie for sure yeah. I'm, I'm a big Marvel guy. So you absolutely i actually yeah. the funny thing is i've seen two out of the three you mentioned and the only one i didn't see and it's funny because I almost kind of hit myself every day. Like, why haven't you seen it yet? Is the hateful eight. And the funny thing is it's the only Tarantino movie I haven't seen yet. I've seen every it. Good. It's the only <laughs> one. And I don't know why I'm not seeing it. I love Samuel Jackson. I love Kurt Russell and I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. But I'll, now that you mentioned it, I got to put it on my list to make sure that I do check Man, it. watch it. It's like three hours and 15 minutes, but it's, it's worth it. It's long. I, I, I will absolutely take your advice there. So I got to ask you, you mentioned infinity war is, Saints fans, especially for my podcast in particular, they know I love to bring up Marvel stuff. Do you have a favorite Marvel character while you're at it? Ah, man, I, I hate to be that guy, but I'm I'm definitely the guy who, who likes the villain. I am I am a Thanos fan. I am even even like we go to DC, Batman. I'm I'm Bane is my favorite supervillain. Hey, it's just I, I like that. <laughs> it's, it's it's just the mindset. It's the it's the approach. It's the it's the intimidation. He, 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 he's always two, three steps ahead. It's, have it, to respect that. It's got to be something about New Orleans athletes because I noticed that Zion immediately in one of his interviews, they had him like, he's talking about the Pelicans and what he's going to do. And they're like, oh, who do you envision yourself? He's like, oh, I want to be Thanos. He's like, I love Thanos. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I don't blame him. I mean, the guy is badass. So um, obviously going back to the football part of things, you know, what we talked about before you witnessed the 2009 team. And I think the saints team we've seen the last couple of years. I mean, I they're always close, but no cigar, but they obviously have the makings of a super bowl caliber team for a guy for sure. who has been around the area and you saw them win in 2009. This is just a, a, obviously a hypothetical down the road, but what would it mean to you to be a guy on a championship team? Man, that would, that would mean the world to me because of one, I mean, I, I know first of all, what football means to this city. And uh, I know what winning, what winning means to this city. You know, I've, I've seen it uh, firsthand, like you said, in 2009. That was, that was the craziest. Uh, as I mentioned before, I was able to go to the, the NFC Championship game against Minnesota here. 
And that was the loudest game I've ever been to in my life. That was absolutely ridiculous. But at the same time, that would mean the world to me because one, I mean, I I don't want to let this city down. You know, that's that's definitely one goal I have because one, I, I don't want to let myself down. So, you know, if I'm not going to let myself down following that, I won't let the city down. And again, I'm, I'm just excited, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, that that uh, trust me, Saints fans, and you know it. They are just they're dying for another championship, and especially when the team oh, gets yeah. close, they're 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 hungry. So you talked about this fan base and being at that NFC Championship game last year, and it kind of goes back to the whole COVID thing. It was so weird, just whether it's an empty arena or like twenty five percent capacity, and understandably so. Obviously, they needed to get the virus under control. It was it's just so weird because football, especially the fans, are just such a big element to the game, and, and I think the Saints are one of those teams where their their home field advantage matters way more than probably 90% of the league. It's just that good. For sure. For you, when the preseason comes around, I mean, what's it going to be like, you know, lacing up your cleats, getting on the field, and you're in front of a full sold-out Superdome? Is that going to go – are you going to be – like, what's the excitement level going to be for, for that moment? I, I think I'm going to be very excited. I, I think it's going to be – for me, it's going to be more of a controlled chaos uh, for me. But – I mean, I, I've done a good job over the years of being able to handle that. Um, not that I, I ignore that the fans are there, but I understand that I, I have a job to do when I get there. Um, and then, you know, we, I can appreciate the for sure appreciate the fans on defense. But also I have to understand that that, that makes myself and my teammates, we, we have to know signals because, yeah, it might, the noise might work for us, but it can also work against us in terms of communication. But again, I, again, I wouldn't want it any other way. Man. Beyond excited to be able to my, my rookie year, be able to have a crowd. One one thing I've noticed is that Saints, specifically their defensive players, after they win a game, they get they get down in the locker room and they have some of the best interviews <laughs> I've ever seen. So is, is Deuce Wallace ready to get down with the Demario Davises and all these other dudes <laughs> on this defense after a big win? I think. I think I'm ready. I got a, I got quite a few dancers under my belt. <laughs> Trust me, it, it's probably the funniest thing. Uh, like last year when the Saints blew out the Buccaneers, everyone, you know, obviously was excited over the result. And then two minutes later after the game's over, all the Saints fans could tweet about was the celebration in the locker room. Like it just <laughs> right. it, it captivates everyone. So it, it's absolutely fantastic. So my last question for you, Deuce, and this is kind of a two-part question for Saints fans, and, and this is something they always want to know. What – are the Saints getting not just on the field, but also off the field with Deuce Wallace this season? I think I think on the field, off the field, you, you're just getting a guy who, who cares. And um, I think I've, I've been I've been wanting to be described as maybe I care too much, you know, but I, I'm fine with that. Um, anything I, I put my hands on, I, I give my all to it. And I, I take pride in it. Uh, I take pride in my performance. I take pride in my preparation. And I think that's not just football. I think that's life. You know, I always thought that football is the easy part. Uh, I take pride in performing and becoming a better man, first and foremost. Um, so one thing they won't have to worry about is, is Deuce Wallace's character. He, his character is right. Um, and the only thing they'll be able to look forward to is can he play football? Because that, that's that's the only question now. And again, I, in, in my opinion, you don't have to worry about that part either. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Saints fans, especially even after this interview, I always get DMs after certain interviews. They'll be like, man, I love this guy. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a bunch of them after this interview is over. But <laughs> I, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It, it really does mean a lot. I love to just 
pick rookies brains and see how everything's going and just get a feel for them. And, and it was a blast. So for saints fans listening, if you enjoyed this interview, first off, go on Twitter, make sure to follow Deuce, get his follower count up there. Let's get him going for the <laughs> NFL season and also stay tuned for more content. Cause we'll have more rookie interviews coming up in the near future on the straight up saints podcast. You're listening to the straight up saints podcast.